Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe. You're listening to the Nobody's Podcast. It's November again, and you know what that means, Annie. My first birthday, or my half birthday, Blue's first birthday, Thanksgiving, and probably something stupid that you're going to remind me of. Oh, I was just going to say we needed to pay rent again. Oh, you do owe my rent. Hey guys, I'm Annie. And I'm Bryce. And we are the Nobodies. Experts on nothing. With opinions on everything. Hey guys, welcome back to another episode of The Nobodies. Hi guys. Um, Annie, we both uh, flew. We recently. did, on th- twice on the same days. We were both on the same day both times? Yeah, yeah. that's right. Yeah. Oh, that's weird. I didn't even think about that. Yeah, I thought about it when you, when I was texting you on my flight back to LA and you were like, oh yeah, I'm about to take off or whatever. Yeah. Well, I, I mean, I think this podcast might just become the fear of flying podcast. Um, but I, 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 I'm just so proud of you for not making like a new segment. That is in my wheelhouse. I mean, you never know. It could still happen. I was going to say that I, when I got on my, when I got on my first plane, which had no issue, I had no issue whatsoever. My problem is turbulence. I've decided, and you know, we, we talked about the descent. I mean, I'm not really going to belabor this anymore. But I did want to tell you that I, what I texted you, which was, yeah. Like, all I kept telling myself when I was getting on the plane was, was you are safer. In a on a plane than you are in your own home, and Annie would fly to the grocery store if she could. <laughs> Facts. And that, that is all true. That really got me through the Good. first flight. I don't. I yeah. It's so weird. I think I'm on the precipice of of curing this because I have to fly so frequently that it it's yeah. like. Well, I mean, am I just going to be a complete, you know, insane basket of nerves the entire time? Well, I have become more nervous. Oh, I about, hope it's not because of me. No, no, no. Not about oh. flying in general. Oh, Jesus. Okay. Because fl- I, I would still fly to the grocery store, but it is a little anxiety inducing when I fly by myself with blue. Oh yeah. Well, that's just, that's just hard in general. I mean, that that's right. not necessarily the flying part of it, but you no, it's not the flying part at all. Traveling. Like, as you mentioned before, traveling is just hard. And like the fact, the idea that, you know, for example, when I went, you know, we, we don't live super close to LAX. Luckily you flew out of Burbank, which is yeah. much closer to our, that's, and that's a much smaller airport for people that don't know, but, um, and, and just so easy, but going to LAX, like, for example, I, what, and I'll get into this, but I went to, um, I went to, I did fly to Houston. So I went from LAX, which was over an hour to get there from Houston. Then it's a three hour flight to get there. Then I had to get in another car and for another uh, over an hour to go to Galveston, Texas. And it's like, that is so much. That's a long day. It's a long day. It's so, it's constant. And so I think that's also like, which is, which is what you've also said, combating the sort of like, you know, it's just not easy to travel. So I do want to know no. getting it. I'm assuming that your story of the week, which I'm, I'm, I'm banking on. So I hope that that's the case was that you went to Omaha and I want to hear all about that. Um, so explain, uh, you know, wh- how was traveling with blue, for, at least from the beginning, starting off? Um, 
honestly, it was fine. We went through, he's traveled before. He's been on planes before. Yeah. And he's a little trooper. I get it worked up in my head, especially when I'm by myself with him, which this was the second like set of round trip flights that I've done by myself yes. with him. But now he's mobile. Oh, before well. he wasn't mobile. And so he would just sit on my lap and it was like no big deal. Now he knows he can move around. So I was really anxious about like the meltdown on the planes. He's also mm -hmm. much more opinionated now than he was at six months, which is when I flew with him by myself the last time. Um, but what does he have issues with like peanuts or pretzels or what's the, how well, is he, he opinionated? Just, in the sense of like he has his preferences now and when he wants something, he wants it now oh. and he will like yell about it till he gets it. Um, I have no idea where he possibly got that from. <laughs> um, <laughs> <laughs> but, hey hey speak to the manufacturer if you have any yeah, issues like seriously i know anytime blues says something that or does something that or anytime i like make comments about something that blue does that is a trait that he clearly gets from me <laughs> t is always like take it up with god yeah <laughs> seriously um, no else but yourself to blame yeah exactly but no so he was great he slept our we also had like the ideal flight scenario on the way there we did have a layover because there's no direct i don't think yeah at least this time of year Never. from burbank to omaha no but we went burbank to denver had like a 40 minute layover and then denver to omaha the flight from burbank to denver was only an hour and a half which really yeah i cannot figure out how that's possible but no the jet stream so, you told me i said the same thing i'm like and you're like it's the jet stream it's got to be the jet stream anything moving forward if it's like how does this work i'm just gonna be like i don't know the jet stream, the jet stream. Um, yeah it's so, the jet stream and mercury is in retrograde those are the yes. only two things that explain they're explaining everything exactly so the hour and a half flight was fine he slept for the last 45 minutes of it and then the flight from Denver, or so then we literally got off the plane. I changed his diaper. We got on the next plane and he slept like the entire way. So it was really easy. The way back was just as easy. He did have a meltdown of the century on the first flight. Oh no. Within like the first 10 minutes of being on the flight. And then he went to sleep and slept the entire way. And then on the flight from Denver to back to Burbank, he fell asleep on takeoff and woke up on landing. Wow. That's so I was really like, nice. I worked it up in my head for no reason. Um, well, I was going to ask you, like, do you, I mean, you probably knowing you, I, I mean, answer yourself, obviously. Uh, I feel like Jason Bateman right now. Um, but I, <laughs> but I'm, wonder, I'm wondering, do you feel like, are you not embarrassed, but are you like, ner is it anxious? Like if Blue is crying or there's something like, I don't know if parents get that way or not. I know that I've, I've talked to other parents um, who said, you know, it's just, it's embarrassing if the baby's like crying or you're, they're worried about other people. Do you, is, is that an issue? Like if Blue did have like a meltdown on the plane, would you just kind of like let it out, let it happen? And I mean, I was trying to, my thing is always it's got to be their ears because it's almost always on takeoff. So I'm like, it's yeah. got to be his ears hurting. And so I'm more going to like comfort mode. Yeah. I wouldn't say I'm em embarrassed. Isn't the word I feel bad. Like if he, yeah. like, like on Monday when we were flying back and he had that meltdown, I more felt bad for the people around me. Mm -hmm. Um, 
but yeah, embarrassed maybe may not be the right word but yeah, i it's more like oh god i'm sorry yeah you know but then once he goes to sleep i'm like whatever and everyone knows always like oh he did great well and you know? i mean at the same time like yeah and a crying baby can be annoying but it at the same time there's nothing you can really do about it i mean it's not no. like you can get up and go and just like take him into another room i mean that's it is just what it is and like yeah. you said they're not crying because they're I mean, there usually is a reason, but you know, it could right. be their ears that you don't know. Like, especially if they can't speak and tell you, you know, my right. hurt, my, I, I'm bored. I, you know, any of those things. It's so. Well, and I think what happened on Monday is I pushed, I wanted him to sleep on the plane. So I was like trying to keep him awake. And then he hit the point where it was like, now we're too far past nap time. Yeah. <laughs> and then it was like just a meltdown from being so overtired. And then I think his ears were bothering him too. So, in that moment, I went into full, like, comfort, let's yeah. just get him to sleep mode, and then I didn't really care what... The thing is, like, I always think about it as, how do I look at parents... Like, when I travel by myself, how do I right. look at parents on flights that have screaming babies? And 99 times out of 100, I'm just going to be, like, empathetic and, you know, put my headphones in and be yeah. like, whatever. There was one flight I was on recently, actually since becoming a mom, where this kid was too old to behave that way he wasn't like a baby he wasn't a toddler he was like a six-year-old that just screamed for the entire flight oh, no. and the parents they were in like two rows behind me so i could kind of observe what was going on and the parents said nothing just let him do it and you know, I know there's a lot to like gentle parenting and kind of letting your child have their tantrum and work through their big feelings. But at a certain point, a six year old cannot behave that way in public. Right. Without any sort of intervention from the parents. Or reprimanding, so, you know. Yeah. And it doesn't even need to be like whatever you need to do to acknowledge your child's poor behavior. Yeah. You know, I try not to judge because every parent is going to do things their own way and that's fine. But that was the one time, especially since becoming a mom, where I was like, are you going to do something about this? Because he's too old to act that way. Yeah. Yeah. And who knows? I mean, people probably look at Blue and they're like, he's way too old to act that way. <laughs> <laughs> you know, the, the uh, uh, soft parenting is the, it seems like the equivalent of quiet quitting. Uh mm -hmm. <laughs> pretty much okay well so tell me about omaha so you get there we're done talking about planes yeah um, but we get you get there and what you know how was it you went you took him to the henry dorley zoo which is yes. a staple in nebraska omaha nebraska Again, yeah it, it was it was great it was a perfect balance of like going and doing stuff like that we went to zen coffee and we did the coffee yes flights. how was it it was really really fun i'm I'm so glad yeah. we did it we did we each got a coffee flight and then we each got a toast flight also or not each yeah. we shared a toast flight um can Yum. you imagine if each of us ate four pieces of toast? i mean that'd be pretty awesome god but they any of our omaha listeners that have not been to zen coffee yet even if you don't go for the flight like, yeah the coffee was, is incredible and it's also incredible and I mean, there's so much, there's so much variety and in, they put like infusions and stuff in, th yeah. in, in, in things. And so I, it's really, it's, and it's just a nice, like very, you know, chill place to, that's not like a Starbucks. It's not like a chain that you're going into. I mean, it just feels very, it's very welcoming. I totally. Think. And it's, and the, to your point, the coffee is fantastic. Mm -hmm. I loved ever, I went in basically and was just like, okay, I don't like too sweet and I want almond milk or oat milk. Yeah. Just make me what you want. 
And every, all four of them were so good. And did you get the little wafers? The, uh, those the little, are so good. Those oh are so good. Oh my God. So good. Everything was just I'm pretty delicious. sure they make those like in, I mean, it's like, those are in house. Like they're not. Yeah. I think, I think they make everything in house, but the yeah. toast was also delicious. I haven't we had the toast. I, yeah. I haven't. When we're all back, we should go there. Yeah, we should. That would be really fun. I have not had the toast, so as shocker, shocker there. But uh, but yeah, that's that's fun. At least, and I think it's nice that you guys had some of a reprieve. Like it wasn't just like a you know a carnival or like a, not a carnival, but a a parade of people coming in and you know just constant yeah. barrage of people too. You probably at least you got he got to meet some a good amount of people. You got to do some things, and you know. Also, not overwhelming though. Yeah, no, it was a really good trip. I'm. I wish we could have stayed a few days longer. I know that's always the case. It's never, as you said, you were like, it's never long enough. Never. Um, well, I was, as I said, we were traveling. I went on a cruise uh, with for my job, and it was the like the best cruise experience I've ever had. As you know, I was I was texting you, Annie, and our and our friends. Raleigh and Kevin. And I showed you my, my room. Well, first of all, I get there. I'm not planning. I'm not expecting anything. The last time I was on a cruise ship for work, they put me in like, you know, a, a, a standard room that was it, like, you know, I was like, a, it was part of the crew. Cause I was a crew member on the ship essentially. And mm -hmm. so I was expecting something similar to that. We had zero expectations. Well, all of a sudden I, when I get there, we're filming with Kelly Clarkson the first day that I'm there. So I filmed all day, didn't get to my room until the very end of the day at around 9 p.m. And I walk in and I'm looking for this, the room that I got in my room cube, looking for the room. And I can't figure out where this is. You know, I'm like, and I finally like asked these people, I asked, I asked these two guys that are working there. And I said, do you guys know where this room is? And they're like, actually, it's in this, it's in this exclusive lounge called the Haven. They're like, it's, it's in this door. And they, the door, it's like a glass door that opens up. That You were like on the Titanic. <laughs> I mean, I was like the first class Titanic. Yeah. So I get in there and like three people come into the room or close to the room and they're like, are you the one? And I'm like, what, what do you mean? What am I the one? Like Neo, like from the matrix. And then like, they're like, no, you're the, are you the one in this room? And I'm like, I, I think so. I, they, they were like, we've been waiting for you all day. We didn't think what? you were coming because they were, they had everybody else had checked in to the room and they're, they have a, I have a butler. I mean, there was a butler there that someone comes to your room and that you got, you ask okay. Them okay. Please. With all due respect, did someone make a mistake? Honestly, I think they did in, or unless I, I, I got on the manifest so late that maybe that was the only room available. It actually did help because I was with the people that I was filming with, like my two, the people that were on camera were also in this. So it did make sense. I mean, again, I don't think that they were thinking this, like the ship wasn't thinking this, but it, it actually worked out well because I, it would have been such an extra hurdle to get in there every time yeah. I needed to like go see them. So I don't know if that had anything to do with it, but no people, the other people on the, like I was the only person on the, the on my crew that was there so maybe they thought and before there were like a, it was a full crew of people so there were like eight people there 
So that's why we all got like, you know, standard crew rooms and maybe they just upgraded me because I'm one person or something. But anyway, it was insane. They had a, it was a VIP access. They had an exclusive dining experience that I could go to every single night. I ate surf and turf every evening. I was just like constant, like I would have a bottle of wine by myself. I had no, I didn't even have a problem. Like, I mean, I don't have a problem usually. It's like I eat dinner every night by myself anyway. So it doesn't, it's not that big of a deal, but you know, going to dinner and eating by yourself is sometimes can be like, you know, well, either sad and embarrassing, but I was like, this is great. I can just sit here. That, and that is honestly, that sounds like a dream. It was insane. And then I had a champagne bottle in my room. That's the first thing I, and then that's what I showed you guys. And you, Annie told me to, to shoot, shoot the cork off the balcony. Yeah. Unfortunately, I had to send you guys a video that, you know, I wasn't able to actually shoot it off the balcony, like shake it up and shoot it off the balcony because there were people beneath me as well. That's part of what which, is quite, which is which is, quite a which is quite a metaphor uh <laughs> but uh but i did drink i did like pound that one evening and then <clears throat> this was fun so the basically the only day that i had off was saturday and i you know i try to pride myself now i'm 35 years old i try not to drink as excessively as i used to so the so i'm on saturday is kind of like our day off we're in mexico I'm able to kind of relax. Um, and so uh, they have this, I mean, they have a, first of all, it's, they have a, you go this where the exclusive dining experience is, is they also have like an entire sun deck that has an infinity pool, a sauna. Oh my God. A hot, like hot tubs, all this stuff. The sauna, if you go into it, looks over, like looks out the back of the ship. So when you're sailing, it's just like, you're seeing the ocean. Cause it's, there's like sauna, infinity pool, ocean. It's, ridiculous wow so so i go up there there's a bar up there obviously too so i go and just sit on a lounger which is super nice sitting there you know decide i actually you know paced myself i was like i better eat something first so i had some food then i started you know really getting into the margaritas um it's you know and then i'm just sitting there i'm listening to podcasts i'm watching the sunset go down it was like i just kept drinking margaritas so i was like this is whatever you know i just i was just feeling the feeling the vibe so anyway, I, then I'm like, that's when I sent you, that was, so after the sun went down, I went down to my room. That's when I opened the bottle of champagne and sent you guys okay. the video, drank like a couple of glasses of that, then went upstairs for dinner. This is the most I've seen this room packed. Like that's what was great about this is that there weren't a ton of people there at, at any given time, whenever you wanted to go eat something and the food was really good, but I was there and, you know, I'd had some some alcohol to drink and I just started like talking to everybody around me. And apparently I had, I told at the end of, so anyway, long story short, I ended up telling everybody at the, at around in my section of tables that the cheesecake, which is for dessert was like the best, it was the best cheesecake in the world. And I kept saying that emphatically over and over oh to anybody who would listen. So this was on Saturday. So the next day I go back into there, I go back on Sunday and all the whole staff is like almost basically gave me a standing ovation when I walked in and just was like clapping and laughing and pointing and like, oh, you like, I bet you're going to get the cheesecake tonight. Like kind of giving me, and I'm like, what are you talking about or whatever? And I like, I barely remembered this. And I was not because, I mean, I was pretty drunk, but I didn't remember, I didn't think I was that emphatic. I was just remember being like, this is really good cheesecake. Like it's super <laughs> good. 
I didn't think I was being that emphatic. And they're like, yeah, you were like praising the cheesecake and like all this stuff. I'm like, I don't even really like cheesecake. Like, that's why it was so good. I don't even eat it. So it was just <laughs> so they're like, it's oh, the first you time you've had cheesecake in 10 years. Yeah, that's what another one, of my, another one of my friends said. Another one of my friend goes, you probably haven't had a dessert in a year. That's probably why you're saying Literally, that. exactly. It was so stupid. But I, so then another thing that I did was that was dumb. So after dinner, after I'd had my, the best cheesecake in the world, I had had a pass, I got a pass for the spa. Like I had it for the day. So I went down in the steam room to like, you of know, like you the alcohol out, which, which that is so stupid. I was like, should not have, what if I had passed out in there? Like that was yeah. so bad. And now I have a, a worry about fear of flying and then I pass out in a steam room. I mean. Well, I and like the risk you are willing to take, like with the amount of love you have for steam rooms and saunas, I know. if you would have passed out, like that would have ruined it for you for it life. It would have ruined like, you me. have so few joys in life and you are willing to risk it all. <laughs> <laughs> I was willing to risk it all. I was willing to risk it all to be ruined completely because I had been drinking. I think it got rid of every sort of hydration, like bead, yeah, of, and bead of hydration and left the alcohol. Yeah. So when I went up to my room, I was like, I felt so dizzy and felt so like, discombobulated that I literally remember like falling down on the bed. I was like, okay, I'll just take a shower. Maybe that will help me feel better. And I just like, like fell face first on the bed and then passed out for like hours. And I woke up at like two in the morning and I was wide awake and I'm like, what is happening here? Oh, so, thank God you didn't suffocate. I mean, seriously, it was so ridiculous. So, I mean, this whole experience has completely changed cruising for me. Apparently. Because, so anyway, all right, well, that's my story of the week. So now it's time for a Peloton in 60 seconds, the segment in which I start a timer on my phone and we talk all things Peloton for just one minute. Are you ready? Ready. All right, set, go. Okay, so what have you been doing? <laughs> like, um. Well, so I actually only worked out one time in two weeks because oh. I... Yeah, it wasn't great. I can sense the judging in your eyes. I thought you were. I thought you were gonna. I thought. I thought you said you were gonna like do the bike. You were gonna do the Halloween ride when uh, when you went home. That was my intention, but then I got that really bad cold. If anyone, if everyone can remember how bad my voice sounded, so I was kind of letting myself heal. But now that we are in November, I am committing to twenty strength classes and twenty rides. Nice in the month of November, and I. Obviously. And what, no desserts, too? I mean, that's and not really no, Peloton. Yeah, but no that's, sweets, that's, which is probably going to be the hardest part. That's depressing. That's really depressing. I've yeah. been really, I've been, again, leaning back into the punk, pop punk. They've been getting really good. Kendall yeah. just went to that festival, the Elder yes. Emos festival, and she wasn't as, like, in her feels. This, it was a good ride. God. She's been very dramatic, and I'm having a hard time with it. Yeah. This has been Peloton in 60 Seconds. This episode of The Nobodies is brought to you by emilyroggenberg.com. Why didn't you use the sexy voice? Uh, you mean your psychopath voice? It was my psychopath voice? I definitely thought it was my sexy voice. Well, it's not, and it's appalling. But you know what's not appalling is apparel, specifically from emilyroggenberg.com. Ain't that the truth? Her hometown apparel that represents Cleveland, New York, and Los Angeles are so tight. Oh my god, we've talked about your use of the word type. All right, well, I think her products are awesome. 
Okay, well, that I completely agree with. Emily Roggenberg's clothing is top of the line with unique designs and beautiful neutrals that you can wear for any occasion. You truly can wear them anywhere. The bar, the coffee shop, trips to get burritos. Trips to get burritos? Okay, whatever. Um, but yes, right now you can save 20% off your purchase when you order on emilyroggenberg.com. That's right. 20% off at emilyroggenberg.com. Promo code nobody. Guys, I promise you will not be disappointed. And now back to the show. All right. So, Annie, um, I don't know if you know this or you can hear the planes outside my my window, but um, Matthew Perry has a new book out that's yes. coming out that came out that comes out came out this week i guess yeah um, i'm planning heard? on i'm planning on reading it i watched the diane sawyer so did i i was yeah. I, I didn't even tell you that oh yeah. wow what a what a proud moment um it was really good i really want to read his book because i think remember okay i'm glad they addressed it in the diane sawyer thing spoiler alert for anyone that hasn't watched it they address his behavior at the friends reunion yes yes and i think you and i, I can't remember if we talked about it here on the podcast but i know you we had texted about it we were really, yeah we were kind of like is he hammered like what is going on yeah that and was it, odd and they discussed the fact that he had just had like emergency dental surgery and was having a really difficult time which with- everybody thought was a lie or a cop out or whatever oh you think that's what they said well, yeah, I mean, I think that it, maybe not a lie, but people were like, yeah, sure. Like he's just hammered or he's just on pills or something like they just assumed that he was on something else rather than emergency dental surgery. But what I will say is when I was watching the interview with Diane Sawyer, before they even addressed that part, I said to my mom, I said, I think he has dentures. He probably or he probably has veneers. No, I think they're dentures. I'm almost... Like, go back and watch a clip of it. Mm-hmm. The, I just think, obviously, he's had a lot of health issues. And this is all completely alleged. Like, I have no idea. He's yeah. obviously had a lot of issues with his addiction. And I know drug use specifically can kind of, like, take a toll on your teeth. Right. And I'm just wondering if... I think that's why he sounds different. I think that's why... His mouth moves very differently when he talks now. Yeah. Um, so I think they're dentures. And then he talked about the fact that he had emergency dental surgery like a day or two before their friends reunion, which I'm inclined to believe him because if he's coming out so publicly now about the addiction and things like that, I don't think there's any reason to believe that he would lie about that. That's what, that and that's exactly what I was going to say. There's no yeah. way that he would lie about. I mean, he's so open about literally everything else. Yeah. <laughs> 55 Vicodin a day. I don't think he's going to lie about having emergency dental surgery. Uh, he's so lucky to be alive. I mean, holy yeah, I mean, shit. from from a from a medical professionals as yourself, what I mean, what is that is that is just how how is he survived? How has he survived? He would take a he would drink like a quart of vodka too. Vicodin, vodka. The only thing I can think of as to why he did not is because it does sound like it was a very gradual progression to that point. Mm-hmm. And with opioids specifically, you your body does build up a tolerance, which requires you to have more and more and more t- eventually to like continue to get that high or whatever yeah. it is that you're chasing. 
And so my only thought is he didn't go from taking zero Vicodin to 55 a day. Yeah. Like it was obviously very gradual. So his body got used to it, which is why the detox was what he described hell on earth. Um, Like he said, I've been to hell. I know what it feels like. And I know that there's like a tangibility to it. Mm. Um, That's the only thing I can think of. And then I think he probably same thing with the alcohol use. I think all of it was just so progressive and, and gradual for him that that's the only reason he didn't drop dead. Gosh. Yeah. I mean, I mean he's, it's he's very lucky. He's very lucky to be alive. And they told that story about Diane Sawyer said that, you know, he, what, what was he, did he OD and that he was in the, Oh no, he had colon, his, his colon burst. Right. Well, he said he had a perforated bowel, which okay. he explained as his colon exploding. <laughs> Which that's I don't like, that's laugh, like that, but, but that's like, like, that's like me explaining that my, well, what I've decided during all of this Matthew Perry press is that like, you tr- are the real life Chandler. <laughs> and like, and yes. I think, I think Matthew True. Perry was very similar to Chandler in real life. Yeah. Um, I sent you that video of him talking about his crush on Jennifer Aniston. Yes. And like, if that was not the most you like you could have said that exact thing well and he says which i which i've said in my you know illustrious stand-up career i he said too that he's like i'm not a bad looking guy but i'm terrible with women yeah i mean or he was that's what he that's what he that's what he told that's what he told friends producers yeah and because and so he's like that's how that's what chandler became like he was just somebody who was unlucky and that you know, they because he said they they would ask the producers had them all wanted to meet with each of the cast members and ask them about you know themselves and stuff. So yeah, it's it's pretty. So yeah, I mean he is. There are some like wild things though that like the a part of this book that like he he reveals in this book. You know, there's a lot of things that he talks about other celebrities. He was really good friends with um, the actor River Phoenix. And he was mm-hmm. also friends with Chris Farley. He had worked with both of them, and he like disses Keanu Reeves. Like he's like, he like says these two pe- these like these two people are dead, but Keanu Reeves still walks among us. And you're like, what is that about? Well, I mean, not did, to mention that he Keanu did apologize, Reeves, but but not to mention that Keanu Reeves is like one of the most highly regarded people in Hollywood as yeah. being like the nicest, most giving people in the industry. Yeah, and he like that's what the, that's what also that it just didn't make any sense. Like he he apparently Keanu Reeves and River Phoenix were best friends, and I think maybe either yes, Matthew I knew Perry that. found out that Matthew Perry found out like or assumed or somebody like that Keanu Reeves was like sleeping with River Phoenix's girlfriend, or there was some sort of there was something to that, and that's why. And then he's like, then I found out River Phoenix died the next day. He saw them like arguing out of an apartment. I don't know, it, whatever. So, but he did apologize. He did apologize to that. But the other thing, he said that Cameron Diaz accidentally punched him in the face during a date. <laughs> <laughs> this was after Friends. This was this was after this was post Friends. But I mean, what? First of all, what? And he did uh, he did other. You know, there were plenty of other women. He said he made out with Gwyneth Paltrow inside a closet in Williamstown, Williamstown, Massachusetts. (laughs) He also said that he, he, I have to read this book. I mean, it's a, it's so crazy. Like, and then, yeah, he had crushes on Jennifer Aniston and Courtney Cox and Lisa. He said he had friends. He, he was, he had crushes on all three of the friends, women at various points, 
but he had met Jennifer Aniston earlier before and yeah. uh, or like they had known each other before friends and that was that was odd uh not that no that that's not odd or him having crushes on them is not odd but just the just the idea that that was never brought up and maybe it was just because like they you could have i mean i guess maybe they did mention that in the friends reunion like they all sort of oh i think so they talked a, they well they talked a lot about david schwimmer and jennifer aniston yeah like love of each other exactly. um i just loved in that clip of him talking about his crush was on jennifer aniston when he was like you know then she married brad pitt and i realized like ah, i probably don't have a shot here <laughs> That's really what reminded me. Of, yes, that's, that's what really like, what reminded you of me, because yeah. that's what I—that's what happens with all all these all the women that I like. Uh, Pretty much, like oh, that makes sense. Obviously, yeah, there it yeah, is. Yeah, he he has a he had a. I don't know. I I hope that he. I wonder what will will come of this. I think I wonder what the I wonder what his cast members saying. Not that it really matters, but he he even said something. Somebody asked him that, and he was like, "I don't think they care. Like they were there for this." But that was well, really not only that, but they showed on the Diane Sawyer interview, they showed a clip of Jennifer Aniston back in the day when he was going through all that. I was just gonna say this, and she got so emotional. Like I think they are such good real friends. Yes. That they don't care about what's happening in the press. They don't care about that. They're they just care that he's okay. Well, and I think they I, I think they also are like, this is for, you know, if if he really does, if he is really able to help and reach people, like the fact which he mentions on the inter the interview is really good. It's I mean so he, good. he mentions this. He's like, I people are gonna listen to me because I was on friends. And yeah. whether take that with for whatever you will, but like, I mean, I don't know. I think that that's so that's so insightful because he really does believe like he's using this platform and and his reach to hopefully reach people that will help them. I mean, I, I think know. it's good. I'll tell you what I need now from a press perspective. Yes. For this book and then I think we should move on. Yeah. Um I need him to go on Smartless and Armchair Expert. Yes. Because I mean, I, I think Dax as a sober person and yes, Jason as a yes. sober person, I think it would be well, fascinating. Well, Jason's, Jason's California sober, but still though, like he doesn't, True. you know, like he's been through that. Yeah. Um, Dax would be really be, interesting. Yeah. I, I mean, think I just would be fascinating. I just want to say, can Matthew Perry be more selfless? How long have you been waiting to say that? <laughs> like actually the whole time that we've been talking about <laughs> Okay. All right. Moving on. I want to, re we're revisiting, revisiting. It's time for revisiting uh, where we revisit or revisit topics that we've talked about before. Annie, you called it Tom Brady and Giselle are now officially divorced. Yeah. It was a category five. It was a category five. And I thought we were on watch. I really <laughs> did. I thought we were on no advisory even maybe. I just thought, okay, you know, this is going to, this is going to be a thing. It's going to blow over. What do you, what do you, what do you think about all this? I didn't realize that she was worth more than he is. Oh yeah, what? Yeah, what they have. I mean, money was not. I think that's part of what was her final straw. Is like because mm -hmm. the money is not a factor for them. Like they will be fine for multiple lifetimes. Yeah. So I think when he decided to unretire, I think that was the final straw for her. I also think the reason I saw it as a category five is because they are so private. Like you never got any sort of 
gossip about them whatsoever. Yeah. So when all of a sudden it came out that they had hired lawyers, divorce attorneys, in my mind, I was like, this is already done. Like yeah. they've already finalized everything. And that's exactly what happened is they basically, before they officially filed, they were, they did all their mediation. They did all the division of property, which I bet was not actually a big deal because like I said, like they both have more money yeah, than God. So, money. so like, just keep their own wealths. I literally Wells. think that's probably what they did. And they just split the properties down the middle, whatever. What is the plural? Have. What is the plural of wealth? Wealths. I think just wealth. Isn't it both? Oh, it's like moose. Yeah. I, okay. I think. Anyway, go ahead. I don't know. But so I think that was all taken care of before they ever filed so that because Giselle made a statement that everything's been fine. Their divorce is finalized. Yeah, that's crazy. So, I want to I want to do really quickly yes or no's on who they should date next because there's been a lot of speculation ooh, okay. about people who should date. So uh, Giselle and Leo should they get back together? No, he's way she's way too old for him at this point. Well, that and they live very different lifestyles. What do you, do you mean that Giselle is not on constantly on yachts? That and I think there's no way Leo wants kids. Oh yeah, and he'd have to be a stepfather. Yeah. yeah, that would be. I mean, obviously, you'd think that he would have had them by now. You know, he could be one of those guys that has like a kid at like eighty, just to like, you True. know. And it will, and it'll, it'll just be like I'm, I'm leaving something for the world behind. I don't know why yeah. I think he's like that. I don't but think he's like he, that. I don't think he's like that because I think he truly believes the planet won't exist in fifty years, and he won't leave a child here to go through that. That's a great. That's great. Which I mean, again, that's why he's number one on my dude squad list. Um, oh god. Okay. Giselle and Pete Davidson. I mean, this is just so tired. What a what a, like what a low hanging fruit here. I yeah, mean, no pun intended. But it's I mean, a no for me. Yeah, like I don't think so. Okay, what about Giselle and Matthew Perry? No. What? I thought no. that was really good. No, I don't like he it. He wants kids. He wants kids. She could help him, like you know, get out of this festering hole that he's probably still in and dealing no, with. No, Giselle. Like I think. People don't acknowledge enough, like, the tough job. And I'm sure people are like, oh, yeah, okay, tough job. That NFL players' wives have. Yeah. Um, And I can sort you of can speak, speak from, from experience. experience. Yeah. yeah. And I think that job is way harder than people will ever give credit to. So I think Giselle needs someone that is self-sufficient, that is probably also divorced and has kids. And understands that the kids will always come first, but that she can just kind of jet set around the world with maybe like a hedge fund manager. Oh yeah. Somebody like out of the spotlight, but has her, yeah. has her has, maybe has a couple of kids himself. They could be like that's, the, yeah, the, that's the, the Brady think. bunch. Yeah. Like has, <laughs> you know, and I think that he needs to How be, did you not laugh at that? That was so clever. The Oh, I honestly didn't think about it. When you said it, it did not land for me. I was, Damn it. I was trying. Yeah, they sorry. would actually be Brady's. Yeah, they would. I mean, be. the that kids was, would be. The kids would be. The kids that would was be. good. I apologize for not laughing. I was so trying much. to think of who I would picture her with. Yeah, I'm. I. I don't. I. 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 I don't know. So okay, I would. I. I agree with you though. I think somebody out of the spotlight might be good. Yeah. Um. All right, Tom and Kim K. Again, low hanging fruit. Nope. That's not going to work out. She doesn't need somebody else like that. Um, no. Uh, Tom and Charlize Theron. 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 That I could maybe get behind. I don't. I don't hate it. They're about the same age. I always yeah. thought. I remember. You know, 
Charlize is friends with Chelsea yeah. Handler. And I remember, you know, she would, <clears throat> she would come on and be like, no, I'm, t I'm single. Like, I'm like, how are you single? Well, and she's a really good mom. Yeah, she's a she's a really good mom. I just don't I don't get how she's I just never will understand. I don't either. Single. But that would I kind of like that match. Yeah, thank you. Yeah, I mean, I guess so. Tom and Chelsea Hamlet could work, but she probably doesn't want kids either. Well, um, and she would be completely turned off by the fact that he kisses his kids on the lips. Oh yeah, that that's that's already a no for her. Yeah, she would. That's not going to fly. But I do think this one might. This is my might be my favorite, which is Tom and Martha Stewart. <laughs> um, I mean, she's looking for love. She's always on like a she's always on like a track, uh, like a, a, a mowing tractor, like a John Deere. I actually, mower. I actually like Martha Stewart and Matthew Perry. Ooh, okay. <laughs> I don't mind that. I don't mind it. I don't mind it at all. I feel like she would make him very happy. Except he did say that he wants kids, and she's obviously in her seventies. Yeah, I don't think. But they could be. adopt children. Yeah, they could. And, you know, I mean, she could teach him things like so sobriety stuff, you know, like gardening yeah. or or whatever that may be. Okay, I'm not sold on her and Tom Brady, but I think we could make a love match out of her and Matthew Perry. Well, hey, that's what we do here on the Nobody's Podcast. Exactly. Love matches. Uh, very, very, the last thing I want to know is like, give me two sentences. You said you're watching Love is Blind and apparently people are talking about this season. So what's, what are, what are you, what are you? What are your thoughts on Love is Blind on Netflix? Um, there are a couple couples that I really like, but in general, I think the men on this season are incredibly immature. <laughs> Such is life. Such is yes, life. Do you think exactly. I should watch it? Do you think I should watch it? Um, yeah, watch it. Okay. All right. Just have well, it on in the background. You don't need to like pay a ton of attention. Yeah, to you know what I've been doing is I've been taking my tablet, and mm -hmm. this is how extra is this. I've been taking my tablet and putting it like because my TV, I can't see my TV when I'm preparing dinner. So I put my tablet. That's great. Next to the, so it's almost like I have a little TV in there. I mean, how freaking yeah. extra is that though? No, but that's how I would do that. I usually listen to podcasts while I cook and do the. Dishes. So do I. That's yeah. normally, but if I don't have a podcast, like I didn't have a podcast to listen to yesterday, so I had to. I watched the Matthew Perry interview while yeah. I was cooking dinner and I was like, so this when was I great. get to that point, I listen to our podcast. <laughs> <laughs> I listen to our podcast first, everybody. Okay. Just to, <laughs> just to say who's the better nobody here. All right, Annie. Well, well I, probably me because I know, I know. Well, I did. Yeah. You didn't hear, you just heard about my VIP experience, but That's you know how I squandered it. I pretty much squandered it as well. You did. So, um, you risked all right. it all. I risked it all and it did not pay <laughs> off. Uh, all right. Well, I guess I'll see you next week. All right. See you later. Later. Bye. The Nobody's Podcast is produced by Annie Wilkinson, Bryce McClay, and the Believe Network. You can and should follow the Nobody's Podcast on Instagram and TikTok at Nobody's Pod. And you can always email us at noexpertallopinion at gmail.com. And remember, the best way to support the show is to follow us on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts so you never miss a new episode. Please also subscribe, rate, and review our show as well, so hopefully we won't always be nobodies. Finally, we hope you have an amazing weekend. And more importantly, a mediocre week. Thanks, guys. Thank you for listening to Believe. 
You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.